going to make an attempt to climb to the top of this old roller coaster. Believe it or not, this is the way I have to go. To I'm wading through a swamp and climbing a rusty old roller coaster to get a better view of a land that time forgot. It was once a place of happiness and laughter. Now it's abandoned. From this view, you can really see it's like a wasteland up here. Just a shell of what it used to be. You got an ice cream shop here. You can see graffiti. You got to watch there's broken glass. It used to be Six Flags New Orleans, one of the nation's premier theme parks. Then came Hurricane Katrina. A line from the flooded water, the standing water line, went up this high. The bumper cars are actually a good example of how the park here in New Orleans just literally stopped in its tracks after the storm. When the park closed in August 2005, the hurricane was looming offshore. It was assumed the amusement park would reopen a few days later. Obviously, that never happened. This was the entrance to the roller coaster, the Zephyr, and you can see just how overgrown all of this is now. There are no trespassing signs, but we had special permission from the city of New Orleans to explore the 140 acre grounds. Six Flags has given up on the park. There are no plans to rebuild. And then of course, the Ferris wheel is still standing largely intact, and actually it still spins in the wind. For now, this abandoned theme park is a sad reminder of what once was. Gentlemen, <laughs> you know, I got to say, uh, some of us went to Six Flags for Oktoberfest, great adventure, like, you know, a week or two ago, and didn't look much different than what we just saw. <laughs> <laughs> some of the weeds were a little more trimmed, but, you know. This field, Six Flags Great Adventure doesn't really turn very much anymore, but, you know, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of Some Great Adventures, the podcast where all friends who met and worked the Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey, chat about our time in the park. As usual, our podcast is made possible by our awesome friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. We're recording via Facebook Live, so the video version is always available on our Facebook page, and the audio version of the podcast will be on all podcast platforms in a few days. I am Steve Hicks, and my co hosts are Scott Loudon. Chris Peluso. Andy Orletti. Hey, gentlemen. It's been, it feels like it's been a while, even though it's only been like six weeks. But it feels yeah. like forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, I'm a huge fan of urban explorers, which is the term that folks who take videos or pics of cool and abandoned places, usually they're, they're considered to be like haunted, which is just really because they're scary as shit because they're old and abandoned. Um, and they're also almost always fully off of limits, obviously, because insurance purposes, they don't want people on their private property falling in holes and, you know, you know, getting injured in the middle of a, an abandoned, you know, mental asylum, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the creepiest things I've seen and I, I've been highly enjoying for the last like few months has been looking up old abandoned theme parks and and like, you know, I mean, any type of abandoned theme park and even ones that, that aren't there anymore, like have been destroyed, um, like fully bulldozed over and stuff. If you go on to um, YouTube and just look up the park, I guarantee you'll find video of urban explorers that broke into that theme park and took massive amounts of video. And some of it is hysterical to watch. Like there's a couple I saw where people would like break in, the, like the Six Flags New Orleans one was one of the, th that one you could see, I mean, thousands of videos on YouTube of people people that are broken into that park and made it at the top. Also, 
tons of them of people getting arrested trying to break into the park, which is also just as equally enjoyable. But some of them kind of boggle my mind because it's clear that these people have never been at an amusement park in their life because they'll go to the top of like the coaster lifts and you'll see the stairs falling apart as they're climbing up, but they still go up anyway with no harnesses, no thoughts, no nothing. Like, woo, look at my video. And you're like, yeah, I'll look at your video. I'm glad it's you, you idiot, not me. Yeah, wow. Uh, on any given day yeah, pretty much yeah. <laughs> but, uh, i i um, when we finally so we're the last section of, of today's podcast we're going to go through some of the the cooler parks and there are thousands of them i mean there's so many theme parks that were created abandoned destroyed but with theme parks most of the time what happens is they close down for whatever reason they don't get demolished for a long time so they sit there very much like the Six Flags New Orleans. That just happens to be the most famous one because that one's so, it's a full Six Flags park and it sat underwater for so long that eventually it did get fully abandoned, but it's still all there. So that one being so big is the probably the most famous Six Flags one. Um, there's another one that's pretty famous too that we'll go over, but I cannot stress enough, nothing we say will be as cool as if the listeners just Google those parks and either Google it and look at the, the pictures people post of them or um, definitely look them up on YouTube and watch the videos. They are absolutely really, really cool, man. I mean, it, it, I wish we could have talked about this last month during the spooky season because I'm not even joking. Some of them are just anytime they're being, they're being filmed at night, they're freaking spooky as shit. Or if they're being filmed in a thunderstorm, they're really, really cool and spooky. So it's pretty neat. Um, i tell you, Steve, with one yeah. exception, that's kind of almost, a little creepy in a different way. I drive past the um, old site where Astroworld used to be in Houston. Yeah. And I drive past there every day, and you would never know that anything was ever there. Wow. It is gone, leveled. It's a, just a flat parking lot that they use for overflow event parking. That's crazy. And other than the exception of the overpass where people, pedestrians would walk in the parking lot across, over the highway into the site, there's nothing there. And it's amazing that they could just wipe out any trace of any uh, one of these parks existing. It is crazy. Yeah. It's funny. Astroworld came up during my research, but I don't think I ended up using it for anything. But Astroworld came up. It was definitely one of them that popped up. Um, I think it might have been, if I'm remembering right, if I couldn't, if I didn't see a lot of cool stuff available on the web, then I didn't bother with it because it's not like people go look it up and they're not going to find cool stuff. You know what I mean? But um, Astroworld did definitely pop up. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. So it's funny you bring that one up. Um, we're going to jump into some news first, but before we jump into some news, I just, <laughs> this isn't news, but this, so at this time of the season, every year since I started my current job, which I just hit 25 years at, this is our busy season. We've like, for the, the, for the two months of September and October going into November, I work like 80 to 90 hour weeks and I'm just miserable and it's like the worst thing ever, but then the rest of the year it's okay. So I kind of tolerate it. I do feel as I'm getting older that's getting more and more difficult, obviously, and I'm not liking it anymore. So when I read a post in one of the GA groups, this just hit me so perfectly, and it's probably because I'm so grumpy about my own job right now. <laughs> this this was so great. Somebody posted that they were in a ride. This was a month ago, and they posted, I was in a line at a ride at Six Flags, and I think it might have been Jersey Devil, and they were, they were like, the ride attendant was just standing there and I'm just standing there and the line's not moving. And he goes, Hey, you want to hear a bad joke? And I like bad jokes. So I said, yeah. And he goes, this effing job. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I 
right then. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, can you imagine if one of our employees, when we were supervisors, we were standing there and they said that. I don't even know if I would be able to write them up. I might have just had to laugh and, and be like, uh, oral warning only. That was too good of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That shit just had me dying. And then it's funny. Here's another thought that I had. And this is actually, I had it yesterday. So yesterday, you know, we in Jersey, we had the effects of the hurricane. So yesterday was like a big rain day for us. And it sucked because it was after having like a really nice week of like beautiful fucking weather. And I realized I have become a normal person, meaning that when it's dreary weather out, even when I didn't work from home, even when I worked in the office, I hate getting in the car and driving to work yeah. in the dreary weather. It's even worse when you work at home because like I have two dogs that hate rain. So yeah, that immediately yeah. adds a whole new type of like crap to my day where I have to walk out like a chump with an umbrella because my one dog will not pee unless I have an umbrella over her. Like a little, <laughs> yeah, like I'm her butler and I am. I clearly am. Yeah. But what made me realize it. So yesterday, you know, I'm coming off of an 80 hour week. I've got deadlines that people are constantly screaming at me about. I'm, I have my window open behind us and it's all dreary. And I'm like, man, do I hate rain days? And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, wow. My entire youth, I loved rain days. There was nothing better than this weather when I was a supervisor at Six Flags. And they're like, well, we're not going to shut the park down. We're just going to shut almost every ride, try to milk it for money. And, you know, you're going to be minimum staff. Send all the major rides home. So you just sat at a ride bullshitting with people. And you had your jacket on, so you were cozy and warm. And you go over and get, like, a cocoa or a cider from Granny's or whatever and come back. <laughs> It was the best thing ever. And I'm like, God damn it. I became a normal human being. I don't like bad weather, but I used to love it. Like, do you guys have any thoughts like that? I used to like well, my- storms, but not the rain. I mean, because I would get soaked because I was usually, well, I, my last couple of years I was a soup, but before that, it was a regular ride attendant. And you'd be, you know, well, yeah. I was going to say, Steve, you understand not everyone got to just chill yeah. out. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if everybody had this experience. My primary ride was log flume and I still loved being up top on a rainy day. I just no, stayed no, under my freaking raincoat and read my book. Nobody was on the ride. And if they were, they were freezing. They weren't even trying to talk to me. So I still loved it. But no. as a supervisor, you're an umbrella, idiot. What's wrong with you? you know? <laughs> I work my train. We don't work in the rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're a coaster, you were gold. Except if you weren't a supervisor and you were a coaster, you probably got screwed because you probably got sent home and didn't get paid. That's the that was the downside. That's why I'm having so much trouble. Like, and it's because I'm old. I remember it being about 50-50 as a soup. I definitely agree with with Scott as far as like when I was an employee. Holy crap, those were like I would have taken a snow day over a cold rainy day in March and April right. or like in October. Wow, is that the coldest days I've ever experienced? But as a soup, it was like kind of 50-50 for some reason. I remember days where I was like loving it, just like you said, just so tranquil. There's nobody in the park. You were happy that it was open. And then I remember there were times where I was like, why are we open? What is yeah. the count? Why isn't it closing? Yeah. Like, and I don't know why, because I wasn't gonna get paid for it. But there were just days where it was like, maybe I wasn't feeling it. Can you remember why there were days where we were wishing that it would close? And then there were days I do. Just yeah. like I do. where I was you, like, this is great. Let's stay open all day. 
No, there's a very simple reason. Because the other thing that would happen on rain days is house parties. And if someone said, okay, I'm close. If I'm a, if I'm a 120 soup and I close all the coasters and they're like, you don't even need the crew to come back in. They were never opening the coasters today. It's not going to stop raining. And they're suddenly like, house party, my house, one hour, you know? And then I'm stuck there all day because the park doesn't want to close, even though we have three rides open and shows and that's it. I'm annoyed. I want to get to the house party. I'm willing to blow off that eight hours or what, whatever I'm losing. I'm probably only losing four hours of pay. I'm willing to blow that off to go hang out and drink all day, you know? So I don't ever remember losing pay being a concern of mine at that age, you know, when you were offered <laughs> exactly. a chance thing, to go home. Yeah. It's true. Really it's true. Bills. Yeah. And it wasn't it's a lot true. of money. <laughs> It is true. That's the other thing. That's true. When I was a ride attendant, I lived at home and I don't think I ever was like, oh no, I can't afford whatever. I mean, yeah. like, I think it was always just money. I was fine. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? I was just thinking like, you know, what Chris was saying, like April and October when it's freezing, seeing people come on the water rides and they're like shivering and they, yeah. and they stay on there. They just keep coming. It was like going. Yeah. I, I have to say, I took a picture when we were at Oktoberfest the other weekend of the um the log flume fully drained and i was so proud because normally at this time of the year those idiots still tried to run it and it's like no one was going on the day we were there i mean it was freaking cold as shit and i'm like i hated that that used to drive me nuts where i'm like jesus why are you opening this ride it's also why the damn um entire like base was cracked all the time because they left water in there well past the freezing time that they should have left it in you know so that was kind of cool but um yeah, they don't – most of the water rides, it doesn't seem like they're stupid enough to keep them open now. It seems like they're being pretty smart about it. However, those coasters are like razor blades in the cold, and they keep those open. But everybody goes on them, so, you know, whatever, right? Um, all right, let's jump into some actual news. So, you know, it's funny. A lot of times we're very – I'd like to say we, we're, we're equal keel. We both – compliment and shit on a park depending on what we see because we're just old men who work there and we're going off nostalgia but when we see something stupid we don't have any problem calling it out because who gives a shit what are they gonna do to us say we're gonna take your season's pass away fuck you we don't care (laughs) Um, there is something they're actually doing very very cool this very weekend this very weekend is veterans weekend for them and uh they're advertising it as honoring all who served this is pretty sweet This weekend, veterans, active duty, and retired military personnel get absolutely free admission, absolutely free parking, a free meal, a free drink bottle, 50% retail discount and commemorative gifts at Six Flags Great Adventure, and friends and families of those veterans that come in, um, both active and retired, also receive a $20 park admission this whole weekend. That's that's really awesome. freaking cool. I give them a lot of credit on that, man. I think that's pretty badass. I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. They don't get enough compliments for the good shit they do. And that that's pretty awesome, you know? Especially on a weekend when um they're ext- they decided to extend their Oktoberfest, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit because we we did go down there and we we had, you know, we did some observations while we were there. Um, they extended it to this weekend, which was cool because it was actually really well done. Um, and it's cool because that that includes that. They get that too. So that's pretty badass. Um, nice. Another news piece that I thought was really cool, not Six Flags though. Uh, Hershey Park announced on November 3rd that they are selling pieces of their coaster that came down, the Wildcat. And uh, that's just so freaking cool, man. They're, 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 um, 
Each piece is engraved with a unique serial number, the Wildcat logo. So they took them out. They put, they stamped the logo on it. They engraved it. Um, they put, they put them up on their site. And I don't think there's, I think there's only a few. I don't think there's like a ton. I think it's like a limited edition thing. But if that was like a coaster that you freaking loved, like right now, if Six Flags said, you know what? We took the rest of Rolling Thunder down. Yeah. We're putting a thousand of these pieces of the track up and they're they have the original emblem burnt into it their serial number they're coming in a commemorative plaque i'm pretty sure andy might buy one of those and i i'll be honest with you, i'd probably buy one of those too. hey i got a piece of the poster in my garage right yeah, now. yeah but not with all the <laughs> you stole that <laughs> i mean that's like me opening my drawer here taking out my 20 cable car keys yeah i get those too you know <laughs> but that's cool i mean how often do you hear about any park when they get rid of a really a coaster that was like beloved by their right. their guests that they're like you know what we're gonna we're gonna give you pieces of it? I mean, just neat. I just think it's a neat thing. I mean, did they need to do it? Is it a money generating thing for them? Of course it is. But for people that are really like the ace coaster enthusiasts and shit, I think that's pretty neat, man. I think that's a neat thing for them to do. Well, that's one of the things I thought as we watched that video at the beginning with just the uh, with Six Flags New Orleans. Like, I would think they would just sell that whatever scrap was there just to make any any dollar that they could off of that place Sell them a you know, like panels on the flying wave like things like they that. they should i mean honestly at this point well I, it's funny i wonder how much of that is like the rust is just too bad because it was underwater for i think eight weeks before it even went under like it actually leveled out pretty sure it was eight weeks they said so two full months it sat underwater that's definitely fucked mm -hmm. it up pretty bad but at this point, like they have no hopes of reopening it anymore, from what I understand. Like, there's it's just not possible. They no. have to revamp every goddamn thing. They've used it for things like, you know, other things. They've used it for like storage and special events, not park related, like, you know, like New Orleans related. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, when when I did a lot of the research on a lot of the other parks, part of the research would show who they sold their rides off to. Because other parks would buy, if they were classic rides, they would buy them. They would take a right. lot of their shit for them because they'd be like, why not? If nothing else, we got the parts, you know? And apparently they haven't done, I mean, from what I can tell, they haven't done that with New Orleans yet. So I agree with you. It's, yeah. it's, that's, that's definitely something. But it seems like that's not a Six Flags way of doing things. Right. It seems like they don't sell their stuff off. So, I mean, even look at, look at our part at Great Adventure. What did they do with it? Either they trashed it or they put it in the boneyard. That was it. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. could sell tons of stuff if they want to. Have a lot. Yeah, but, but now they made planners out of shit. <laughs> I mean, right? you could buy like there's like garden rock right? flume boat, Steve. You could make it into like a couch or something. That yeah, yeah. I yeah. see you not, man. If I could buy a hydrofume or a log flume boat, I would absolutely turn that into a chair and have it in my my living yeah, room. Yeah, or I a bench or something. Hell of it. It's so yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. I put it up a little higher. Maybe a little like little ramped into getting into it, but I'd make it all like cozy and comfy yeah. or outdoor yeah. furniture, man. I mean, it's 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 built for outdoors, you know. Make it out, maybe make a barbecue out of one of those things, man, or a cooler. Be awesome. I gotta be honest with you. I, I think we might be taking a boat down Prosper Town Lake and maybe stealing. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just doing the thing in my head. <laughs> nice. nice. You guys remember? I'm not gonna say the name, but I think you all know this story of some rides people that took a boat down Prosper Town Lake and tried to steal the TVs out of the queue lines. What? You guys remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, so, I actually don't know that one. What is that, man? That's that's a true story, that's Blue great. So, yeah, it's an absolutely true story. Someone took some ride attendees took, took a, a, a boat, 
down Prosper Town in the middle of the night and came in, and that's when they first put those big TVs in the queue line, and they were trying to steal the TVs through the boat and take them back. It's a lowbrow heist. <laughs> yeah. No, they had planned So what I had heard or what I remember what they did was over weeks, they slowly loosened the screws in those cases around the television. Exactly what I oh, that sounds familiar now. And they stashed those wraps from Adventure Rivers. And they wrote in, like Steve said at night, their plan was to put the TVs on the rafts and, and float them out of there. But yes. apparently people caught wind of what they were going to do and they are waiting for them when they got there. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you said loosening the screws little by little, I was like, oh, wait, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that shit. That's crazy. Oh. Shit. I could get a boat out, though, right? They're not that heavy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Walk out with it on our heads, you know, like they carry them or our heads are inside. Just get a paddle. <laughs> Just canoe down uh, Prosper Town Lake. Exactly. It's like a canoe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what about you guys? You guys have any – before I jump into our, our Oktoberfest visit, you guys have any news? Well, news? I read an interesting article, Steve, um, theme park news uh, that I sent to you guys about uh, Six Flags attendance. Um, which I found pretty interesting com considering their new business plan. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you guys were there recently in October. And yeah. uh, what was the crowd like that day? Not bad. It, it was actually crowded, but not bad. However, the ride lines, 45 to an hour. Really? Hmm. 45 that's to an surprising. hour. Because yeah. oh, what they're saying is that their attendance fell like 33%. Yeah. In the last three months of the of the year this year, which normally, you know, October is pretty big with Fright Fest. And that's coming off of a COVID year, too. They felt 33% of that. And with their yeah. new plan to raise prices on everything and, and uh, you know, bring in, I guess, less people who will spend more money. Yep. Uh, which they have found, yeah, that people are spending more money on average. But their revenue is down with this 21% decline in revenue. So 33% drop in attendance, 21% decline in revenue. And um, I'm not sure if they're, you know, they're trying to copy the Disney plan. I, I really don't think it's going to work. You know, they're more like the Walmart or the Target, which is fine. They should right. just, uh, you know, be that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, you can't go by our weekend because we were there on the Friday night on beautiful weather of the last Fright Fest weekend. And they did Fright Fest really well this year. Like, I mean, comparatively to last year, last year was good, but this year was way better than last year. Do you, do you think the pandemic had anything to do with that? Because Universal Horror Nights last year was like the big uh, 25th or 30th anniversary. We're all psyched and it wasn't that good at all because of plexiglass and masks this year, 10 times better than last year. I do, yeah. I do but um, so we'll, we'll, all right, well, let's jump over to that. So, so what made this year so much better than last year was the presence of shows. Right. So last year, I, I'm kidding you not, me and Scott, we went to Fright Fest and we saw one like atmosphere character as we were walking out, maybe a few in between, but that was it. Yeah, there was that one. I mean, 90% of what they would do for Fright Fest was shows. <laughs> right. What was that, Andy? Like 90% of what Fright Fest was, was shows. Yeah, but so last year they had the haunted houses. And if you went in those, those are popular. But we even went in one that we thought was going to be the best one. We saved it for yeah. last. And it had, like, two, like, 18-year-old kids that were like, boo, boo. <laughs> and we're like, what the? This is how we're ending our haunted houses? <laughs> like, oh, man, you know? And then one of them insulted me because yeah. I didn't, I, like, laughed at him. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in the bloodshed yeah. right over near Rolling Thunder. We're like, that's going to be the best one. It sounds so cool. 
lame. So fucking bad. But uh, this year, they had such an intense show's presence. There are atmosphere characters everywhere. It was very much like being on Universal's Walk where they have all the smoke and they did areas with smoke, like in front of Batman, the ride smoke areas. Um, They had so many effing clowns with shovels because the shovels, they scrape that were scaring the shit out of like all the teeny boppers. It was fun as hell. They also actually had a show in the Batman stunt show arena. We didn't see it, but it was going. And I was like, Holy shit, that thing's open. There are people in there. Like that blew me away. We went into Showcase Cinema and we watched the show and it was, it was obviously they're all Halloween themed shows. So it was basically, I don't think any of the, the, the kids in the show were over 30 at all. I think most of them were from like, maybe like 17 to like their mid twenties. They were absolutely fantastic. They did a shitload of acrobatics. They were all kind of dressed up like, like horror sort of sexy type dress up but they were doing these like crazy acrobatic shit on the stage. It was kind of like the old Chinese acrobat show, but with, you know, um, horror theme to it right. and music. And it was highly enjoyable. We all went out of there absolutely enjoying it. Like we were like, that was really effing good. Like, holy shit. Um, they ironically, Oktoberfest is not in the fest area. They built right next to Johnny rockets between where that bar is that we always go to and yeah. get our first beer, which is right behind the fountain they built an actual fest house there with just picnic tables and it looks really nice. And it's got like, you know, 10 to 15 picnic tables. And then whatever that restaurant was to the left, that was turned into their fest house food restaurant. And here's the fucked up thing. The food was actually really good on the Facebook page. We posted the menu. It was all potato pancakes with applesauce, bratwurst, uh, massive barbarian pretzel with uh, beer cheese, lots of like actual German beer options. Nice. Very good. The food was decent. We, we all enjoyed everything we got. Um, and, you know, me not eating meat, they had a lot of, you know, things like potato pancakes and shit I could eat. So I was actually super happy myself. Um, the only downside I can say is that it was absolutely foreign employees that were working those areas. And they didn't give a fuck. There might have been like two. There was when we went in to get our food, there was one chick at the register, a chick helping her. The chick helping her apparently either didn't want to touch the register or wouldn't touch the register. So she kept fucking the register girl up by bringing more people up without having them like from there's a line. And she anyone walking up, she'd be like, what you need? What you need? So letting them cut the line. Now, the girl working the register, for whatever reason, also had to go get the beers and the food and give us the food and then ring us up while the other girls letting people skip the line. And then to make it even better, there's at least six people behind them just standing around bullshitting, doing absolutely nothing. So as they're running out of food, the girl that's doing all the work is like, Hey, we're out of this. And they're like, yeah. And it's ignoring her. And we're like, <laughs> like, so the one beer I was going to get, I was only getting two beers for the night. Cause I had to leave early and be up work. I had to be up like 6am the next morning. So I was like, all right, two beers. We'll walk around. I'm good to go. I go and get one beer. Tony Rosa gets another beer. His is fine. Mine immediately tapped. She gets like that much of foam and it's tapped. So I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, you know? So she's like, Hey, could someone fix this? And then they're like, okay. And she looks at me and she goes, just pick another beer. It's going to be like an hour. Pick another beer. That's pretty effed up that the girl actually said that with all those people standing there, you know? Wow. So that was the only thing I could honestly bitch about. Um, otherwise, it, I mean, 
I think it was a really, 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 really good time. I have to admit, like they, it was for as they had a lot of people there, but we didn't feel like we were like crowded. It felt like a typical GA day for us. I mean, we're all experienced with that. Um, and uh, it looked nice though. The park looked really good. I, I think the, the real standout this year though, was the show's element. It was the characters being everywhere. The show stuff working, like the fog blowing, the lights actually working everywhere. Like it was just really well done. We didn't even, here, here's, here's my, here's my sad statement. This is, this is, this is how I'll wrap up our visit. And this made me really sad. So we went, we went, we go there. And the first thing we do, cause we deliberately got there at dinner time Cause we went on a Friday. So we met at dinner time. We went right to the fest area and we got ourselves dinner. And that was our goal was to try the Oktoberfest stuff, you know, and it was all good. We had a great dinner, had a beer, met up with a couple other people, went over to the show, watched the show, checked on some ride lines. Manish was with us. He wanted to go on a ride, but every ride that he was naming, like, you know, we were checking the app and they were like 45 to an hour lines. And we we're like, we're not waiting on that. Fuck that. Right. So we're skipping the rides. We're walking around. We're having a good time. We're snapping some pictures, you know, we're just bullshitting, get another beer. And then it's like 10 o'clock and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm out of here. And we're like, all right. And we realize, holy fuck, we're all our parents now. We're all old people. We skipped all the rides because the lines were too long. We ate. We watched the fucking show. We walked around. We actually sat on a bench at one point. <laughs> my mom did. We're old people now. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it kind of it was both funny and bumming that we all realized that the the only ride we were all like, hey man, let's just do that one. There shouldn't be a line for that. Was the Houdini ride, which isn't really a ride. It's like uh-huh. you know, we're like, oh wow, you know. <laughs> Is there no hay ride? No, they haven't had Hayride for years, dude. But oh, wow. they did have all the haunted houses. This year we skipped it, though, because, I mean, yet to do the haunted house, you have to buy a special pass, and it doesn't come with your admission. And then it's like you can either buy the regular or the fast pass. It's just a pain in the ass. And we it was the same haunted houses as last year, so we already did them. So I was like, yeah, you know. I'm still surprised that we ever – I love the Hayride, by the way. It was such – that was probably, like, the best time and everything. I agree. But I'm still surprised that they had it and had it for so many years. Like somebody like me, like, again, I went out to the parking lot. I, I barely knew how to drive stick and boom, <laughs> 15 minutes later, I'm now a hayride driver, <laughs> you know, and yeah. did it, it for like two, lot. three years. And it was, it was, it was a lot awesome. Of entry to that job. It well, was, hey, wait, wait. Hey, how about, how about a better one? I'm one of the trainers training people how to drive a stick, and I hadn't drove a stick in like ten years. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, and it's uh, all right now. Pile in these forty souls and drive over and over and over again. She was like, "I want to drive a, a tractor." I was like, "But you don't know how to drive a stick." Literally, like, gave her like a two minute lesson in my car, and then you know. Or she did crash. I, I was just going to say, was that the person that ran into the koala bathroom? <laughs> you got my way. I just wonder how to work the stick, if you know what I mean. What a surprise. A one person, Scott Loudon trains, runs into a building with the wagon. <laughs> she just wanted to be able to say she knew how to drive a stick. So, you know. So good. That was part of the fear factor, though. Exactly. If they only really knew. No, you, know, you weren't sure if you were going to make it back. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that that was pretty much – that was Fright Fest. Uh, we, we, ironically – 
So me and Scott went last Fright Fest and they made us an offer for like, I don't know what it was. It was like 25, 30 bucks. And they were like, season's pass for free parking for next year if you do it right now. And we were like, all right, it's less than what we paid to get in the park today, right? It's less than parking. Yeah, it was real. It is. It it actually is. It's less than parking. Ironically, ironically, I never end up going until like two weekends ago and it already expired. It, it was like from the day you bought it to the day. So it ended in September, although I'm pretty sure we were there in October. I should yeah. have went through October, but it ended in September. But then they, this is so funny. Like they kept all, I kept getting emails from where they're like, hey man, if you renew now, we'll drop 20. Hey man, if you renew now, <laughs> a week later, we'll drop 40. And I was like, so finally I waited till they got it down where I paid like 45, 50 bucks or something. And it, it, the scam, though, this year is that you don't get the water park and you don't get the safari, but you do get the free parking. But it's also only until, like, I think October 1st of next year. It's, like, also yeah, kind of a scam. Yeah, because they know the popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they well, they know you're going to come back for Fight Fest. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, but that kind of made me laugh. So I did get a season's pass, but I was like, well, they really got me good last year for the extra, like, 45, 50 bucks. I never used that piece of crap, you know, but whatever. Oh, um, nice. So. Here's a funny thing. Um, you guys know that we talked about um, the, the first time I went to the park in a long time. They have the ultimate super flying wave now. Okay, so where the flying wave was, right, they right. still have a flying wave, but now it doesn't just go up like six feet. It goes higher than the freaking big wheel. And they changed the name to the Sky Screamer Extreme Flight. Okay. I don't know. I'm never good at doing this, but let me see if I can... Uh... I remember when we walked in there and we saw that, you were like, I'm not riding that. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. And you know what? I'm horrible at sharing, so I'm not going to try to share in here. Hold on. Maybe I can. Hold on. Let me see. Um, yeah, I could do this. So hold on. Let's try to share something here. I want to show you guys something that kind of cracked me up. It's like watching my father try to use a computer. Game. It really is. I, I am really, I am really like an old man at the computer. It's not even funny. Not even funny. All right. Come on. Come on. Let's go share. All right. You guys see that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's what it looks like. Now, that's actually the King's Island version. So now imagine this, but it's the exact same thing. It goes up that freaking high, well above the big wheel. I was shocked. I went on the one time and you looked down on the big wheel. I was like, all right, give him a lot of credit here, you know? All right. So you got that. Now, then you got that one seat. This is the actual flying wave. You see this one different seat? You guys can see that? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's only one on it. They have a $10 harness charge if you want to go in that seat. And what that seat does is allow you to fly like Superman. Oh, that's pretty good. So oh, instead of the typical, oh. you do that. And so this guy, Timothy B. Nelson, p- posted this on one of the Facebook groups where he's like, $10 well spent. And it looks fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's, <laughs> here's where the joke is. So we go, and I'm, like, looking for it because, um, you know, our friend Dina was the one that told me, hey, they have a ride. They're charging a $10 harness charge. I'm like, what the fuck are they charge to harness you in? If you say I'm going to go on a ride and not pay that, do you just not get harnessed? I'm like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> now I understand what it is, though. It's that it's an upcharge for that special seat. Yeah, it's a special right? seat. Okay. Yeah. So here's the best. We go to the, We go to the ride. And there's a girl in the front, and I go up and I go, hey, so is there actually a $10 harness charge to go in that? She goes, yeah, it's a $10 upcharge. She goes, it's worth it. And I go, okay, where do we pay? She goes, oh. <laughs> and I go, 
Does anyone know? She goes, no, people have been asking all day. We don't know where to send them. She should be like, right here, I'll take it. I know, right? So yeah. then I'm like, so you can't. Cash only. Well, all right. So, I'm, so then I'm like, so if I want to go on though right now, you guys can't harness me. And she goes, no, you got to pay first. <laughs> what is this, an Abbott and Costello routine? <laughs> the group of people that are like, what's going on? Like, what does she say? And I'm like, okay, thank you. I'll go right now. Never mind, typical GA. We're done with this. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it just cracks me up so much because I'm like, how do you not know? Like, that, you know, that, that, that stand over there that had hamburgers, they took the money too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I, I, I said, you know what this is? I just tried to order a goddamn Sunday at McDonald's and the machine is broken. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, they were just like, we're not harnessing anybody tonight. We're done. We're not we doing feel like we're done. I was going to say, do you really want that person harnessing you in at this point anyway? Well, well, she was she was she was actually an attendant only at the front of the entry to the queue line. I don't think she's harnessing shit, you know. <laughs> but I was just dying because I'm like, what? I'm like such typical GA bullshit, you know. I love how she like she enticed you a little bit. It's worth it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can't have it. Can't have it though. Hey, that's Tom, a lot cheaper than this guy. Hey, Tom, dude. thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> it's like that Eddie Murphy skit. You want to lick psych? Yeah, I know, right? That's <laughs> awesome. That's exactly you gotta it. Pay. Where do I exactly pay? it. <laughs> um, here's another thing I saw that did kind of crack me up. Um, so I bitched about this before. You guys heard me bitching about this, where I said, like, you know, I bitched when I did when we did our food tour. We were trying to figure out like what can I eat at the park since I don't eat meat, right? And there, there wasn't a lot of options. And um, one of the things that pissed me off is like when you go in Johnny Rockets, it's not a real Johnny Rockets. Like it's the franchise name, but those are not Johnny Rockets burgers and they're not Johnny Rockets shakes, which is what they're known for. And they don't have almost anything on the menu. Like literally all they have is you can get French fries, onion rings, a mix of French fries and onion rings, a burger and chicken tenders and the fake shakes that are not Johnny Rockets. It's really disappointing. Right. So somebody was somebody actually posted um, on like, you know, one of the things uh, what you call about, you know, fake ass Johnny Rockets and like, holy cow, did you know that Johnny Rockets doesn't actually have any Johnny Rockets food? And a lot of people were laughing at the person, but I was shocked, too, about it. I was like, that seems really stupid to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you even buying? It's just like a, a bait and switch. Like if I want Johnny Rockets and you tell me you have Johnny Rockets and I go in there and it's not Johnny Rockets, then I'm, of course I'm going to be annoyed. So right. I'm with that girl. I was very annoyed by that. Right. Um, and then somebody else posted, uh, whatchamacallit. And this one I thought was really good. This guy, Jason Barlow posted pretty recently on one of the Facebook um, great adventure pages. It's called uh, great adventure connoisseurs. He posted a picture at seven Oh five at night where um, it was, it wasn't there, you know, it was five minutes after closing. Okay. And you know, the sweet shop right at the front gate, right. As you're exiting where they have, you know, they, they sell coffee, they sell the funnel cakes, they sell all those snacks and everything what's fully the, closed. Every store where there's what's up. That's one of the first places I work front gate soft serve. <laughs> there you go. All right. So here's the thing though. They have a Starbucks in there too. Okay. And, and like everything. So it's like one of those things where it's like, that is the perfect thing to be selling when people are leaving the park. Like, because that's exactly what you want. Like I always, I, I'm a coffee fanatic. And if, right. when I leave and I have to drive home, I want a cup of coffee. So I'm always looking and everything shut down. Nothing is open. So this dude pointed out that they bitch about all the, you know, how everything is marked up and nobody's buying their food and they're trying to change it and blah, blah, blah. But then, 
They don't make any attempt, though, to use logic in in what they're doing. And I agreed with them. I'm like, no. I'm like, it's totally I mean, true. Disney, the park, the rides close, let's say, at 9. You could walk through Epcot, take an hour to get out of there, shopping, food, you absolutely. everything. Yeah. All of the shops are open, and most of the snacky foods are open. The restaurants are closed, and they should right. be. But snacky foods are open. Right. So I agree. And and so that kind of made me think. And I was like, it's funny. So I'm going to segue that into, I'm not going to go into it a lot, but I went to Kings Island, which I'd never been to. And uh, they had their, they, had, they turned it into what they call their Halloween haunt at Kings Island. Um, also their tricks and treats fall fest. It's all combined. Kind of like Great Adventure has Oktoberfest and their, you know, Fright Fest combined. And uh, so I went and visited my family in Ohio and that's their big park. They have a coaster called the Beast. That's their big roller coaster. It's fucking amazing. My my nephew was like, "You're gonna love the Beast. You're gonna love the Beast." I did love the Beast. It nice. takes you through what feels like a mine train tunnel toward an end that's pitch black, even in a day, at such a high rate that you're just in heaven if you're a coaster enthusiast. It was so fucking fun. But the thing about that park that really blew me away was all the franchise shit they had. They had so many franchise things in there. They had Starbucks, real Starbucks, not like some discounted bullshit, half the offering Starbucks. <laughs> they had Tom and Chi, which is my favorite cheese, um, what you call uh, grilled cheese place. We used to have a ton of them in New Jersey. We used to be at all the, like, the stops and everything. Now we only have a few, but they had a Tom and Chi, and they had at least half of their menu, but everything they made was the actual Tom and Chi. Like, even though they didn't have everything on their full menu, what they did have was their actual food. It wasn't a fake version of it. You know what right, I mean? Right. They had Auntie Anne's pretzels. It was an actual Auntie Anne's pretzel. They had an Italian family restaurant called La Rosa's. And my cousin told me that they made a big deal a couple of years ago of trying to switch their restaurants and all their food offerings out to actually be real food offerings and not like Six Flags food offerings. And it showed. Everything we went into was amazing. So like... You had the sweet treat place at Great Adventure, which was closed at the end of the day, right? And it, you know, they have funnel cakes there and they have other stuff, and that's it, right? So they have the same type of thing there, okay? They have they have what they call just their it's just their basically their funnel cake place, okay? But when you go in there, they had all these types of Halloween funnel cakes, spider web one, they had and they had like special like gummy creatures on them and stuff, and then they had pumpkin bonnets and coffee. And you, for, for this fat kid, the pumpkin bonnets were amazing. And they're all made right in front of you. Everything's fresh made in front of you. So effing good, man. You know, I was like, I was just in heaven. Everything that they had as a food offering was absolutely fantastic. And they had a shitload, man. They had everything. They had a, a Ralph's Ice Cream Shake Shop. They had a Jukebox Diner. They had Coney Confections. They had a Chicken Shack. They had uh, Hank's Mexican Grill. I mean, and I asked my cousin on all the other places. Obviously, we didn't try everything, right? But I was just like, are all these places really good? And he's like, yeah, everything we've had here is always really, really decent. So that actually, like, just made me even sadder for Great Ventures offerings. Uh, how because of prices? Were they comparable to GA's prices for the craft food? Or was it yeah, more? Not more. Okay. No, no. As a matter of fact, they might even be cheaper, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't pay any extra for the Tom and Chi than I would have paid for a Tom and Chi when we had the one open in Freehold. It's the same oh, prices. Wow. They did not upcharge. I, I didn't notice an upcharge at all. So, and I could be wrong. Maybe they were, but to me, it did not seem like they were higher at all. Yeah. Um, the other thing I can say is that if you ever get a chance to go to that, that park during Fright Fest, 
it's beautiful. The theming in that park blows away anything I've seen in other theme parks for Fright Fest. There is just so much. Every area had its own stuff. They had animatronic things that were so big. I didn't post anything because I wanted to talk about it on here first. I'll post everything that I took pictures of and that the video I took on our Facebook page so people can see it. They had, they even had a guy that was like eight foot tall that was like a troll that was sleeping. And when you walk by, he would they, like he would talk to you basically. He would yeah. wake up and then start yelling at you and shit. They had a live band that looked like the Beatles, but they were skeletons playing. It was just so badass, man. They had so many cool things. And when we talk about being staffed with like atmosphere characters, they had them out the ass. And we're talking really detailed costumes. I mean, like it's almost like they brought in like Halloween cosplayers, you know, that spend like a year working on their stuff, like beautiful stuff, like voodoo men on stilts. Like, I mean, just really cool stuff, man. Um, Their rides also are more six flags in the nature of the ride. Meaning they're not like VR as much like, you know, like universal and Disney try to do. They're more like six flags. Like, you know, they had a log flume, they have roller coasters, they have that type of stuff. Right. However, their Q line theming is really beautiful. Like when we were on the Q line for the beast, every like step, they have different things like just really like interesting stuff to kind of keep you interested. You know what I mean? Um, the funny part about them is that like the first thing we went into was like, um, it looked like we went to a Scooby-Doo haunted house, the queue line, the outside, the ride was like, um, the justice league rocket great adventure where you have the, the gun and you zap things. Okay. You're zapping ghosts and everything. And you get a score in your car. You're with another person. And then ironically, it turned out that, yeah, it, it literally, they used to be themed to Scooby-Doo. And they uh, no longer had Scooby-Doo, so they just removed all the Scooby-Doo references. But it was so funny because I walked in, I'm like, this feels like the haunted house in the opening of Scooby-Doo. I'm like, I was like, it is. It was. He's uh, like, sure it was. Uh, now it's all Woodstock and Snoopy. So it's like all cute little Woodstock and Snoopy sitting on the benches and shit. And they have like, you know, a kid's theme park with and everything. But even that stuff, the theming on the rides is beautiful. Really, really good job. I, I got to say, if you ever get a chance to visit Kings Island, man, I don't know what it's like during the summer, but during... Fright Fest, it was fantastic. I hope I get to do it again next year. It was really, really cool. It sounds a lot like Horror Nights at Universal. Um, it I, is. It's com- like, I've done that. I've done Horror Nights a couple times. It's very comparable. Sounds very similar. Yeah. It yeah, is. No, no, it is. Which is fantastic. Yeah, no, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Uh, with the, the with the food ordering, Steve, yeah. have you um, did Great Adventure do the mobile ordering? Uh, have you seen that? Because that, that was a game changer at Universal and Disney this time around. Like they've had it for a couple years now, but they've got it to a point now where it's very seamless. The mobile yeah, ordering, like you, I'm I'm looking at people waiting in line for anywhere from ten to thirty minutes. It seems just to order food, get their food. Yeah. Like there were times we walked into that uh, leaky cauldron. It, it, you know, at Universal, which is a very popular restaurant during yeah, the times. ordered, sat down, food was there, all happened within about three minutes. It was it was unbelievable. That was so you ordered on the app, and so you're pre-ordering on the app, and it's kind of like door dashing, but in the restaurant. Exactly, of. man. And they just bring it right up, and you get you get seated faster as well, or you can at least look for a table. There's places where you get seated, places where you have to look for a table. Most of the mobile ordering, you're looking for a table which is great because it gives you time. Like while the food's being made, you're looking for a table. It's It was a beautiful thing. Same thing at Disney. Um, you know, the mobile ordering was 
was wonderful, like saved so much time. Um, and uh, a little clearer too, I felt like uh, you, you're typing in exactly what you want. You know what I mean? That's so uh, Yeah, no, very, very. Uh, I, I do not think they have that at Six Flags. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, mean, I don't know where yeah. we spent it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's funny. I'm thinking of my experience in buying the Oktoberfest food, and I'm like, I don't know how they'd ever do that there. <laughs> I just yeah. don't, I honestly don't know how they would do it. But yeah, we no. were in Disney last spring and yeah, we'd use the mobile order. You just walk up and grab it. It was awesome. Great. Yeah. Show up. That is pretty amazing. Uh, nope. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, but I don't think they have it. It's yeah. Some of them that had tables, you would sit down to the table, type in like table 41 and they yep. would just know, bring it over to table 41, you know? I, I mean, don't have it. That great adventure because I couldn't <laughs> yeah. Family, I yeah. You had a waistline, you had to order. <laughs> Keep it so, old school. <laughs> I, I like I like our podcast to be a little historical where we 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 educate a little bit because I find that um <laughs> I find that I, I'm just uh, said they do have it, but it's not as good. Shocking. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. But, <laughs> you know what I'm finding? I'm finding that like the more we talk about some subjects, I realize like the fuck did I not know this? Like, how did I work at this park for this long and not know this? Like, this, it's some things that are so basic, it drives me nuts. And I'm like, did I just never pay attention to anything in my teenage years, you know? So we're going to play a little game. We're going to play a little game. I suck at these. Oh, I'm going to start with you, too. So Because I because I don't want you cheating and looking at my sheet over here, which you could be doing. So I don't want you cheating. And you are a cheater, motherfucker. So, all right. Here's the simplest game in the world, Okay. We all worked at Six Flags Great Adventure, right? Well, some of us worked more than others, but yeah. Yeah, we all worked more than you. Correct. Okay, <laughs> so we all worked. That's why we were promoted quicker than you. Correct. Okay. He's like over your shoulders. <laughs> so good. I mean, you have to hit him. I can just do it like this. It looks like I'm having so good. Um, here's the easiest thing in the world, Scott. Name one of the Six Flags. Oh, it was Six Flags Great America. Are you talking about the countries or are you talking about the parks? The franchise name Six Flags. Name one of the Six Flags that makes up the name Six Flags. Oh, Mexico. Ding! I can name all six. Texas, baby. I was like, if Andy, I was going to you next because I'm like, if you don't get one, I'm going to smack you through this video. <laughs> Ding. Wow. Lisa. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'll go Jersey only because there's one in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. I, I No, I didn't think there would be. Yeah. Well, no, remember something. There wasn't one in Jersey because when Six Flags was first formed, it was formed in Texas. Right, right. So, it's the Six Flags that have flown over Texas that are Ding. the Six Flags. Yep. Nice, nice. I got them all. Yeah, but, but but before we go into what the rest of them are, when we worked there, do you guys have any clue what they were? Yeah. If they, a guest walked up and said, what are the six flags? Would you I would have said Mexico and Texas. <laughs> they all flew. Did they? Yeah. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah. Never. Right outside of operations. What's that? On all those flagpoles right outside of operations. Isn't that where they had all the six flags? They flying? did. And what's really funny is when I was reading this, I literally was racking my brain going, how would I have not noticed? And then I thought that, and I was like, I think I'm so stupid. The flags were right in front of ops. 
I think I'm so stupid they were right there. But you know what? No one ever – I mean, when I got hired, nothing was ever told to me. Like, there was never a historical thing or anything like that. And no one ever sent them in front of me. So I never I, – I actually only knew Texas, too. That's the only one I knew. One of the commercials that used to play on the TVs always said that the six sovereign government – Well, that would make sense because they did have educational stuff on those TV things. However, I, I wouldn't count that for myself because, honestly, I never was sitting in a queue line listening to those TVs. If anything, I stayed the fuck away from queue lines. That was just Fight City, and I didn't want no part of that, you know? So, um, but, yeah, the rest of them are – you want ammo? Yeah. Um, Spain, the United States – um, France, I think, was there yep, too. Yep. And um, and you got Texas, so you got two left. No, I I, I said uh, Mexico already. You got Mexico. You got one left. Uh, hold on, hold on. Spain, France, America, Texas, Mexico. What the hell? I can't think of the last one. It's it's the Confederate flag, the Confederacy oh. flag. Yeah, I mean that one would be tough. I wouldn't have figured that one out even if you had just hit me. You know what I mean? But. Um, yeah, that's just one of those things though, where I like I looked at it and I'm like, how the fuck do I not know this? Jesus Christ! I'm reading this article on this and I'm like, I feel so dumb sometimes. <laughs> I should know this shit, you know? Whoa, hold on, let's. I'm pretty sure on. years ago when we used to go for the park orientation class that they had a section where they go over like the history. And they would explain that, Steve. You probably just weren't paying attention. When, when Time Warner, I, I, have, I have a feeling I was looking at girls. I have a feeling I was not paying yeah. attention. When Time Warner came in, they changed the name from Great Adventure to Six Flags, and I think there was a little bit of an intro, like uh, Andy was saying, in the orientation classes and, and whatnot. Yeah, right, right. That yeah, was just things on your mind. <laughs> Nice. Says they do have mobile ordering, but not as well. Yeah, he said that's like shocking that they're. You know? <laughs> we'll have to look into that. I'm sure there's that. an upcharge. Hey, oh my god! Well, yeah. Just like that, just like that harness thing. Like, hey, I have mobile ordered. Oh, I don't know where they sent your food. With the harness thing, I don't, I don't condemn them for that because there's only one. Right. Like, there's one seat with that harness, and there's oh, a lot so, of seats for that ride. So, you want that special seat? Ten dollars to be the only guy going. Fuck you, I'm Superman. You know, like. But we're talking about training, though. You know that's in the training. Like, hey, by the way, there's one seat that's different. (laughs) You know what I mean? And (laughs) and somewhere along the way, they're like, "Well, that ten dollars is gonna go here." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, So funny. All right. So uh, there are some really, really, really cool new rides coming so before we jump into our last segment which is going to be talking about some of the the abandoned uh parks um i just wanted to bring up a couple really cool rides that if you're a ride enthusiast you should definitely look up and check out most of them are opening next year um or they're in process of opening and maybe not fully ready even you know we don't have an opening date yet but um i'll let chris hit the first one that i am most excited about that because i'm just a massive fan of the the video game and the movie, both movies, even the animated series, and that is the Tron ride that is going to be opening up. So, Peluso, I know you've been tracking it, so I'm not going to steal yeah. the thunder. I'll let you talk about the Tron ride. I thought I had a shot. I was just there a week ago. <clears throat> I thought I had a chance, but, uh, you know, before even arriving, it was looking good, you know, from the pictures and everything, but uh, still a wee bit way to go there. Um, the ride itself looks like it's in great shape. But when you go on the people mover, you get a really nice bird's eye view. And you can see these pictures online if you Google them. Um, the surrounding area look is a train wreck. Like, it's still 
I don't know what's taking them so long. I almost feel like it's deliberate. They they had Guardians of the Galaxy open recently. Why have two open at the same time? We don't need to. Let's save this one for a big splash in the spring, which is when Tron's going to be uh, opening as of now. It should be uh, spring 2023. Um, they did have it lit up, though, which was awesome. And like a child, I would go to the window every night and to the balcony, and I would look out because I had the pleasure of being able to see it from my balcony, and it was beautiful. They didn't have it lit up every night, which was also kind of cool. I would say out of the eight nights or whatever, half – maybe about half of them, it was lit up where it was blue. And then a couple nights, for some reason, it was like this ghost white color, just blinding white, um, but both badass. Uh, and then a couple nights just dark, you know, where only uh, Space Mountain was lit up, which is right next to it. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be incredible. Just looking at it alone is fun. I mean, that, those blue lights, man, are fantastic. I was just going to say, when you see it lit up right now, does it have the full Tron neon look, like yes. proper neon look? Yes. And, and like uh, I said, I could get that from the balcony at Grand Floridian. And, and it's like, you know, maybe a mile away. And you can still, you still get that. It was, it was fantastic. It looks like it's going to be amazing. That um, is amazing. Yeah. And I'll say Guardians of the Galaxy, um, a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to be be as impactful as Tron um, from what I hear about the, the original Tron ride that's in, uh, I think, Shanghai. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone like goes ballistic for it. Um, but, yeah, Guardians, I don't want to blow it for anybody. You know what I mean? It's one of those rides where you want to experience it the first time. and. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, my wife thought it was wonderful for the first half. And then she had some sort of metamorphosis ex experience where she was like in shock at the end of it. It really, it combines many rides into one. It's, okay. it's, it's an experience. It really is. But I, I thought it was wonderful, though. Uh, indoor, you know, mostly dark ride. A um, lot of fun. A lot of fun. Nice. Well, it makes sense that they would put their enthusiasm and time into getting Guardians open first, considering the Guardians holiday special drops this month. Right. And then the Guardians 3 drops beginning of next year. So, right. and, and then that's it because, you know, James Gunn is now the head of DC. So he ain't doing no more Guardians. Yeah. No Guardians after that. And I love Chris Pratt. I think he's fantastic. He's so funny. He mailed it in a bit. Don't expect a lot from that free video. <laughs> Like, yeah, Zoe Zardana, I think she she was trying. She was really trying. The others, the she writing was, wasn't so was still great. stuck in Jake Sully mode from working on Avatar for the last 25 I, fucking years. Possibly, <laughs> possibly could be. But, uh, yeah, he uh, yeah he didn't seem like he was ready. <laughs> like, yeah, so like, he showed up. What am I doing here? All right, yeah, give it to me. Like, who am I this week? <laughs> like, it, That's yeah, funny. Failed it in a bit. But, uh, yeah, the ride is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Another one I'm looking forward to, and this is from an article in Entertainment Weekly that I'm going to read from, stunning Wizard of Oz land, including flying monkey coaster coming to Warner Brothers theme park. You'll be able to follow the yellow brick road to a recreation of Emerald City and Dorothy's Kansas farm at Warner Brothers Movie World's newest edition. And Warner, in case you don't know that, uh, Australia is where Warner Brothers Movie World is. So, you know, the land that you can die in a thousand ways in, you know, is where you have to go to go to this theme park. OK, however, they are working on a full Oz themed land, which is ironic that we're even talking about it, considering that Six Flags was originally supposed to open with an Oz themed land. You know? I was just going to say that was always rumored. It was always suggested when I was in my gold. Oh, it's in the plans. It's you, they have plans yeah. where they show they had it planned out. Yeah. yeah it was late, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so the, um, what do we call it? 
The concept art shows that the suspended roller coaster will be themed to the Wicked Witch's castle with the iconic flying monkeys soaring around the structure. That right there, I'm already like, oh, I want to go. Like, that's so fucking cool. Um, they they said that, uh, what's we call it? It's set to open in 2024. So that one won't even be opening next year. Uh, and they said that that park does, ironically, feature a shitload of other Warner Brothers stuff, just like our parks do, Six Flags. I thought that was kind of funny. Right. Um, they have roller coasters themed the Superman, Green Lantern, and a ton of DC villains. So I don't know much about that park, so I don't know what other ones they have. But I'm definitely, like, excited for that. I think that's just cool that we are actually going to see a, a, you know, Wizard of Oz land at a theme park. Ironically enough, one of the urban closed theme parks we're going to talk about was a Wizard of Oz land theme park in the United States. It is remarkable considering Wizard of Oz, basically the movie came out, what, in the 30s? And it's still, but people still watch it on holidays. So it lives. It lives. Kids are introduced to that. And honestly... If I had a kid, that's a great movie to introduce them at the right age because it's still wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. got everything you it want. Oh, I know yeah. How to watch it. yeah, it holds up really well. Um, another one that I talked to you guys about, but we've just never gotten to talk about. Um, this came from Travel and Leisure's article. America's first rotating water slide just opened, and this was on May 31st that this article comes from, and it goes up to 25 miles per hour. Um, I'll post this article to our Facebook page so people can see what it looks like, but they describe it as rotating three times per minute while you sit on a raft, holding up the four people, a new water park attraction expects to splash and zip where known none have gone before. The water park is, um, what do we call it? Mountain Olympus water and theme park in, uh, Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin, which surprisingly, I don't know if you knew this, but they are known um, as the water park capital of America, that state, which kind of cracked me up. I'm like, all right, I didn't know that, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, they said the only other um, two rotating water slides in the world are in China and Poland. So they have the first one that's here in America. Um, it's dubbed Medusa's slide wheel. It lasts approximately 96 seconds. But basically, you soar 80 feet in the air. You span 100. It spans 100 feet in width, and it's like a cross between a water slide and a Ferris wheel. You enter through an automatic tube conveyor on a raft. Riders slide forward and back while experiencing the thrill of speed, g-force, and airtime at speeds of up to 25 miles per hour. And there is a video attached to it that is like. It's not a live video. It's one of those concept videos. And I'm going to be honest with you. I watched it like a hundred times already in the last like, you know, year. And I still don't understand how the fuck this thing operates. I have no concept. I'm like, literally like, it is literally a water slide set up like a Ferris wheel. So it rotates while you're going through the tunnels. It's And at 96 seconds only, that's a long effing time. It sounds short when you hear that. But 96 seconds yeah, is not short. No. That's a long time, you know? Like, no, that's yes, a long time. Man, when you <laughs> so I'm trying to picture it. So I'm picturing like kind of you sitting in a water slide and you not moving, but the slide is rotating. So you're kind of still navigating it as it goes. But you're kind of. I don't know how good you're going to be able to see this in the thing. That is a picture of the slide. Oh. That right okay. there, so you can see how the tube is set into a Ferris wheel structure to go around and then drop you back out the other side. 
fucking crazy, right? It looks like it could have Doesn't a hang fast enough, though, three times a minute to carry you upside down. I know! This is what's yeah. Well, they say G-force speeds, but then they say 25 miles per hour, and I'm like, that's not really G-force, right? Yeah, so, that's... I, I think the only thing we could do at this point is we have to go on a trip next summer and ride this fucking Yeah, ride. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to the fully water park capital it. of the world. Yeah. It is the water park capital. <laughs> it is. I mean, we could hit a lot of water park, a lot of water rides while we're there. And, and you know me, I absolutely fucking hate water parks. So this will be fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. However, let's transfer to the one last ride that has me super fucking excited, man. This is um from... And this gives us, I saved this for last because it gives us a reason to visit Andy because it's going to be at Six Flags over Texas and it opens next year. They are opening the Aquaman Power Wave, okay? And it is pretty badass, dude. It is a water coaster. And if you're going, what the fuck is a water coaster? So I don't know if you can see this clearly, but basically it is like a coaster that goes through a log flume. Like, you know how at the end of lift two, you go through the splash, the coaster goes into a water splash and you're literally in the water while the, while the coaster is still going. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit, that's badass. A, I would only go on a hot day. That is not something you want to go to when it's cold out. Because, yeah, like you're, to splash, you're literally drenched. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, is, it is the first multi-launch water coaster ever made. And uh, it just sounds really fucking cool. Um, I looked at it and I was just like, all the shit they're showing on the promo art looks amazing. And it also kind of cracks me up because if you remember years ago when um, Ultra Twister was being opened up, we had the two Japanese designers, Hiro and Tommy, and they ended up coming over and they revamped the log flume. And they're the ones that redid all the computers in the log flume and everything. So I worked with them for an entire summer. And I kept on telling them, I want, I want to... I want a log flume that goes, you know, either like a coaster or it goes upside down. And it's so funny because whenever we were partying and they were drunk, they're like, one year we build your coaster. <laughs> you yeah. know? Never did, you know? But they would tell me, one year we like your idea. We build that coaster, you know? Um, I think it just sounds amazing. And uh, it's supposed to open. Now, here's the funny part. It's supposed to open spring of this coming year. But what also made me laugh is, is I'm going to I'm going to share the article on our Facebook page. I stress look at the comments on the article. The comments are the funniest goddamn thing cuz it's been up for so long and there's a it was kind of a reason I held off on on bringing this one up. I wanted more comments to go up because just like all of like the Facebook groups I follow are like a lot of people that may or may not have worked at GA but they love the shit on a park. Of course, when this article went up, all the locals in Texas are shitting on it. And, like, the first comment I see is a guy that says, oh, why don't they change their news to this? We're excited to announce the ride that should have opened a fucking year ago is now delayed another year. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, and then there's another one that says, how? It's been built for two whole ass years. What could possibly take another year for you to open up? This shit is just di- it made me die. I'm reading all these and I, I could not stop laughing. Um, Ronald commented that he suspected the opening of this attraction could be delayed to coincide with the premiere of the Aquaman sequel, which should be releasing in 2023. Now, okay, maybe that's true. I mean, I literally just said that about the Guardians of the Tron ride. 
But can you imagine a ride being actually built for two years and they're like, yeah, eventually they're going to release the movie for the that, that it's based on. Why don't we just hold off for three years, leave it there? Yeah, <laughs> we're good. You know? like, or they did like a test ride and it got completely messed up. They're like, oh, we need to rework something here. <laughs> that could be it, but I really want to visit Andy as a group and all ride it. So let's not say that. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Erica, our friend, just posted a link to YouTube with the um, with the the rotating uh, water slide. So. She said it looks like only the top part rotates. And, yeah, that is what it looks like in the conceptual art, too. Um, now that it's open, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a search on YouTube. I didn't even think about doing it until this morning, but there's got to be people that have tried to video it. So there's got to be YouTube video of it. So I'm thinking it's probably out there. So. Um, before you get to the next segment, I know, you know, yeah, 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 but uh, hey, did you get approved early leave? Did Andy approve you? Andy, Andy, Andy gave me a gave me a pass. Just bring a doctor's note. <laughs> exactly. I had a note. I had a note. I, yeah. and I called ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, Bruce, so you're awesome free. As always, guys, have a great holiday. Everybody listen and have great holidays. And uh I'll send you those pictures, see if they're worthy of the uh, five-day gingerbread house being built uh, in cool. the hotel. I'll send them over. And if I have anything good for my breakdown at Figment uh, and my evacuation, I'll send that if I have anything good. Nice. <laughs> have All a right. one, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take Talk care. Talk to you later. All right. So, oh, good. Erica said that's actually a live video of people riding it. All right. So I'm definitely going to check those out later today because I want. I, I still can't wrap my head around how the hell – it is as a rider on that thing, but it just, you know, having worked water parks and slides for like a long time, I, I just, I, that sounds interesting as shit. Like I love when they come up with something new like that, like fully new, like every time you hear like, you know, Oh, look, we're opening the newest tallest roller coaster in the world. I'm like, you just extended the track by five fucking feet. So you could take the title. It's the same shit. Like that doesn't enthuse me at all. You're going to tell me you're going to take a roller coaster and make that shit go through water. All right. I, I want to try it. It's something totally new. I've never done that before. Yeah. I want that. There's you know, a, I wish I should have asked this before Chris left, but there's a coaster in Disney that like it hits the water and it like, like uses it to slow itself down. And I, I went on it. I don't even remember the coaster. I went on that too. I know this looks different though. The way they're in that. Looks like the Matterhorn. That, what is it? So that's like the Matterhorn. Yeah. When you yeah. get the water at the bottom. Exactly. This one looks different, though, because it looks like they're actually going to actually put it like you're going in the water for a second. Like you're not you're not skimming it. You're going in it. Oh. And that's different. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be really. It different. looks like you're going in it like up to your fucking waist. It, that's what the concept art looks like. It may just be total bullshit. Who the hell like, knows, you know? Just like a carve out like and there's walls or something because you can't have a coaster going through water like that fast. But we'll see. Yeah, true, true. We'll come visit, Dandy. We'll do it. All right, boys. We got 15 minutes to go through a bunch of, of, of abandoned cool parks. So the, the the point of these parks is anyone listening, look them up. Because I, I, I cannot stress again, look them up on YouTube, Google them, and you're going to see really cool videos and pictures of these parks because they all have something really neat about them. But I tried to pick a smorgasbord of ones that I thought were really neat. Um, so let's see, what do we got here? Um, we got, uh, Nara Dreamland in Japan. Okay. Um, so that's, a, that's N-A-R-A Dreamland. Um, that was a park that they opened to try to 
counter Disneyland in California. That was their goal. They opened it. Uh, it was open for 45 years, opened in 1961, uh, closed permanently in 2006, purely because they literally, 2006, the attendance dropped so bad they couldn't keep it open anymore. Um, it was left abandoned until uh, 2016, and then it was finally demolished between 2016 and December 2017. Um, it is so cool because it had a, a whole castle built to look exactly like Sleeping Beauty's castle. It's pretty badass looking, and it's like massive, right? Um, it looked, I mean, honestly, they copied Disneyland. Yeah, it like, sounds like, like copyright um, infringement. They really, I mean, they really did. Like, they, they copied everything. They had their own version of the Train Depot, Main Street USA, Sleeping uh. Beauty's Castle was the hub. They had a Matterhorn-type uh, mountain with a, a bobsled ride called the Bobsleigh. They had a Skyway. They had, you know, an Autopia ride, a monorail. I mean, it had its own mascots, which were Ren Chen and Dory Chen, which were, like, two children dressed as bearskin guards. You know? <laughs> so... Um, it was massively popular for a long time, drawing in like like almost two million people a year. And then it just, as time went on, it you know, no maintenance, not enough maintenance. Attendance dropped. Attendance dropped. Finally shut down. Um, it was so cool and creepy looking, though, man. I mean, I I I I watched video of it, and it's just really really cool to look at and the shitty thing is it's not there anymore so at this point every, all you're ever going to see is a video because it's completely gone but pretty cool um another one that's really cool and it is disney is disney's own river country so river country is pretty funny river country was open in in uh 76 closed indefinitely in 2001 and part of the reason it closed is because river country was their first big like river park and what happened is, and it was in it's River Country, Florida, it led to them creating their uh, Typhoon Lagoon and their, their um, Blizzard Beach. And those drew so much more attendance being the newer parks that they actually screwed themselves sort of where River Country just wasn't getting any more love. It just became the old park. So, you know what I mean? Um, and then they thought about reopening it um, supposedly in, uh, in 2019, and they started doing a little bit of work on it. And then COVID hit, and they were just like, done with that. Um, but the cool thing about River Country is it's still there. It's one of those parks that all the urban explorers are trying to break into. They're still videoing. It's still fully there. And it's Disney, so if Disney want it, they have the money to reopen the damn thing. However, kind of like they're saying, they already have so many other ones. Is it really worth it at this point? Who knows? But it's one that's also pretty cool to look at, man. It had some neat stuff in it. And uh, – Definitely worth checking out, looking at the videos for that one. Um, Did one you ever my, go to River Country? Have I ever been there? No. I, I, it's funny. The only parks I've – so for Disney, I've never been to any of the Cal, California ones. I've been to the, everything at the Florida one at this point except recent stuff. I haven't gone a lot in my adult life, but back when we were at the park, I went to Disney a lot, surprisingly, in Florida and Universal too, and – I, I, if there was a while where like I got to the point where I didn't even want to go anymore because I was like, they have nothing new to offer. I've hit every one of those parks and everything in them. And that's rare because there's a lot in Disney, Florida and, you know, Universal, Florida. But I got to a point where I actually was getting burnt out. I was just going there to drink with friends. I didn't even care about the park anymore. Now they've opened up so much new stuff in the last, you know, I've only gone a couple of times in the last like 10 years. So now it's all new. I didn't hit Kong Island yet. And now it'll probably close before I even hit it at this point. You know what I mean? They have a lot of new stuff. I didn't hit the Guardians rides or anything. 
every I didn't hit Star Wars yet. We're doing that next year, which is I'm I'm super excited for. But it's like there's so much new stuff that for me it's gonna be all new again. But nah, I I'm also not a big water park fan. I avoid the water parks. I don't even like our water park. I mean, I didn't even I, you even never caught me putting my foot in that Guala Canyon water ever. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but um, how about you? Do you go on any of them? I went once when I was you know really small. Uh, I barely remember any of it. I do remember it was kind of neat that it really did seem like you were. Not in like a pool, you know, it was more really felt like you were in like a, you know, like an old swimming hole kind of setup. Oh, that's cool. But, um, but yeah, that was probably in 76 or 77. And, um, yeah, and I never went again after that. Yeah, but that's still cool because you still remember it being that cool. Like you, you have good memories. Oh, yeah. And that's and awesome. They really weren't water parks at the time. So that was, uh, you know, pretty unique. Yeah, I've been to the other Disney water parks, and they're nice. You know, it's Disney; it's definitely going to be nice. But it's not yeah. anything really that you can't get in any other water park. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right. Another cool one is Yangma Land, Y O N G M A Land. Okay, and it's a small abandoned amusement park in Seoul, South Korea. It was closed due to um, low profits again. Okay. And here's what I love about this one. This is my favorite thing about this one. A, scary looking as shit. Described by almost everyone that that goes there as a Scooby-Doo horror thing right out of Scooby-Doo cartoons, okay? Like the way it looks now. But here is where they are the one park I think is smarter than every other park that's ever shuttered. They reopen, and for $5 American, you can walk around the entire abandoned park. You can just walk around, take video, fuck around with shit. There's like nothing really open. There's it's not like you know, but it's a tourist trap now. Like they literally said, "Well, we're not going to rip it down. We're not going to open it. Let's we'll charge you five bucks and let you walk in." <laughs> so I'm like, and it looks really cool and scary. If I ever went to Korea, I would absolutely make an make an like an effort to go to this place for freaking five bucks to walk around the abandoned amusement park that looks cool as shit on video. I'm in. I'm totally in, man. Um, it has a lot of really cool things in there, too. Like, it had a lot of sci-fi, like, type stuff that they try to put in there and stuff. It was really neat, man. It's a cool park. I definitely say look up the video for it. Um, but if nothing else, if you ever make it to Korea, you can go there. So, yeah, it's a cool thing, you know? Put on the list. Yeah. Um, this one I love. This one is really cool. So, Ghost Town Village. Formerly Ghost Town in the Sky at Ghost Mountain Park is an abandoned Wild West-themed amusement park in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. It's currently, as of October 2019, under contract for possible sale. This is an old thing, obviously. I have no idea what's going on with that park since then, okay? Now, here's the, here's the craziest thing. If you look this park up, it is literally on the top of a mountain. It's not a joke. And you had to take a ski lift to get into it. Supposedly. That's cool. And you could see it. You could see it. It looks like the fire burn with the ski lift and everything. And it's so cool. Supposedly, one of the reasons the theme park ended up shutting down is because the ski lift kept breaking down and people would get stuck on it for like three hours. They couldn't get in or out of the park. So you're literally like, if your day was done, they're like, sorry, you can't leave. No way out. No way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even worse, yeah. you're trying to get into the park and you're stuck on a ski lift for three effing hours. You can't live like that's half your day right there, right? So eventually that apparently led to its demise. Um, and it's, but what's really cool is it was also, it was a ghost town. It was meant to look like a Western ghost town. 
The only place I even know of that does that is right here in New Jersey. We still fucking have Wild West City, which I've been telling Scott, I want to go to every year and I never make it there. That place has been there since we were little kids and it's still open and they turn into a full Wild West ghost town in October. So next year we're doing it. I don't care. We're working that shit out. So, but this was the closest I've ever heard the Wild West City. And uh, that's another good one that there's a lot of great video on. But the whole idea that you had to take a whole, you had to actually be transported up the mountain to get, even get to it is pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. Um, another one is Bushkill Park, B-U-S-H-K-I-L-L, Bushkill Park. Uh, it was located in Easton, Pennsylvania. Small amusement park, um, generally geared toward younger audiences. Um, fully closed down, okay? Operated until 2004, then shut down. Uh, basically closed uh, and been used for a bunch of other shit since then. Roller skating rinks, all kinds of random shit. Um, what it was famous for, though, is it had uh, two separate sets of bumper cars. And um, it also had the oldest funhouse in all of America at one point, which is pretty cool. Because remember the old funhouses, like in the Little Rascals shorts? Those things just don't exist like that anymore, but they were really cool. It had one of those. Like a walkthrough funhouse? Yeah. Yeah, they, well, I, I I don't know if theirs was a walkthrough or the ride one. Remember the ones where you just get on one little car? Like, even Seaside had one, remember? And, uh, yeah. and you get on the car. Dark rides, yeah. Yeah. So, and um, they also had two fully wooden carousels, completely wooden carousels. They were known for having a shitload of, like, older, older rides. And it they looked really, really cool. Um the park did reopen for a 115th anniversary celebration in uh, July of 2017. So, and that was all for like a fundraiser thing, but basically that one is, is defunct as well. Um, another one that's really cool is Camelot theme park. That was a resort and theme park located in English County of Lancashire. Okay. So that's, that's an England one, but I cannot tell you enough how you should actually look it up because it is just, it's all fucking King Arthur. And I loved King Arthur and Roundtable. Like, I always, like, like loved reading books about, like, Camelot. The fact that there was actually a park completely devoted to the whole entire theming of King Arthur and Camelot blows my mind. And, of course, it's in England, not a surprise. Um, fully shut down, but they do say the site was used for a zombie horror experience attraction, Camelot Rises, between February and April of 2022. So that's pretty cool. And um, they, they, there's... At this point, their hotels have fully shut down, so now it's completely defunct. But it's really cool. The theming of it is badass. So that's another one I would definitely recommend people looking up. I think it just looks so freaking cool. Um, there's another one that you could still find tons of video on called Fun Spot Amusement Park and Zoo. And that was in Angola, Indiana. The reason that one is cool is because it really echoes Great Adventure. They had a zoo. They had coasters. They had, it really was like Great Adventure in Indiana, like a little Great Adventure. And uh, eventually, as with everything, uh, and at one time it boasted the only um, operating roller coaster called Afterburner with an aversion in the state of Indiana. Um, and so it had its own, you know, this is, we have the only coaster, blah, 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 you know. They closed in 2008, but that's another one. If you look at the videos, eerie as shit man <laughs> really freaking eerie like totally worth watching um a really really cool one is an abandoned water park called ho toy teen in vietnam so it's h-o-t-h-u-y-t-i-e-n okay 
And this was a water park that the center of the water park was this massive dragon and everything else was built around it in a circle. And to get to the park, it's in the, like in the middle of this massive freaking lake or river. I couldn't tell which it was, but it's got like three entryways to it that look like roads. And it's so cool looking. The dragon alone is so impressive that I was just like, holy shit. That's another one where the video just, I mean, you look at it and you go, I would have loved to have visited this, even though I hate water parks while it was open, just because it's that badass looking, you know? And I don't but go a, to The Vietnam. cool thing, you know, from a lot of these parks you're mentioning too, is that they all are unique. They're not just... Everything's not just intellectual property, you know, just re, you know, re-theming of existing yep. concepts and everything. They're all got a, their own thing going on. Well, that's what I was point. I was trying to point out parks that that are worth looking at the videos of because even if they're not there anymore, they're so cool. Like what they had to offer was really neat, and it's sad that they're not there anymore. They're not mm. just Keensburg, you know what I mean? They're not just like a simple little seaside amusement park. They had something special going on, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, except Youngma or whatever it was, the one that oh. was like knockoff. Well, I mean, that one still looks cool though. So you know, um, quick one. Uh, there, there is a, a a unique abandoned theme park in Arkansas called Dinosaur World. Okay, and Dinosaur World was formerly John Agar's World of Kong, and it was a thriving and expansive dinosaur theme park. Opened in the '60s, sadly closed in 2005 once contained over 100 life-size statues of dinosaurs and the world's largest statue of King Kong. Set near Eureka Springs, in what people have called the middle of fucking nowhere, the theme park is surrounded by forest. Today, over a decade from the time it's closed, it's still there, just fading in the forest, but almost all those goddamn like, like dinosaurs are still sitting out there. That's another one that the video is, if you love dinosaurs or King Kong, so cool to look at, man. I mean, just so cool to look at. Um, surprisingly, as we talk about there being a Land of Oz being built in, in Australia, there is a Land of Oz theme park that was based on, uh, you know, Frank, Frank Baum's Land of Oz, located in Beach Mountain, North Carolina. It opened in 1970, and, uh, and then it went through a whole bunch of different shit and ended up closing... Um, whatchamacallit, closing in, it looks like 1980, and then it reopened in 2019, like, for, like, Fridays only, like, like for some weird, like, Journey with Dorothy tours or some type of bullshit. Um, it is worth looking at the video because it really is the land of Oz. Like, they had everything, the fucking yellow brick road, they had the castles, they had people as monkeys, they had the cowardly lion walking around and a tin man walking around. The video, they had video of everything while they were open. And it really, if you like, like, the, if you like The Wizard of Oz, they, it looked like they did it right, but I guess they just couldn't keep it open long enough. You know what I mean? I guess they just couldn't, at the end of the day, kind of like you're saying, yes, Wizard of Oz is a great nostalgia thing, but Nobody fucking knows it that much anymore. It's not like to the kids today, they're gonna be like, I have to go to Wizard of Oz. It's like, I think it's just, it's not a big deal anymore. So, you know. And all these small little, you know, mom and pop amusement parks, you know, they really run on such small, tight profit margins. You know, it only takes a, a couple of years, maybe even just bad weather to yeah, you know, put sure. them under. For sure. Um, uh, Joyland Amusement Park in Wichita, Kansas, opened in 1949. 
Uh, it was a, it was like a massive park. Everybody loved it until it closed in 2006. It is probably the creepiest one to watch because if you look it up in the video, it's gone through so much shit since then. Like everything from like vandalism, theft to people burning buildings on the site <laughs> that it is the scariest damn place ever. Um, and one of the things that kind of shut this one down, which is sad, is it had about 25 rides and it had a nightmare roller coaster. And apparently what ended up happening to them is that they, as with these smaller parks, maintenance got shittier. And apparently a girl fell off of their Ferris wheel and died. And then that caused an investigation. And during the investigation, they found that a lot of their rides were not being properly maintained. And it just snowballed. And that was it. That just basically crapped them right out. So they ended up getting crapped out because of that. But um, the videos of that one are really creepy because of the state the park is in right now. And that's another one where urban explorers keep going in. So a lot of video online of that. Um, there are two. Our final two are Six Flags ones. There is one that was, uh, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, Guaga Lake. It's G-E-A-U-G-A. Gayuga. Gauga? Okay. Gayuga. Uh, Gayuga. Say it again. Gayuga Lake. It just sounds fun to say. Gayuga. Gayuga. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one time, it was actually renamed Six Flags Ohio. Um, you know, and it, 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 then it was combined with two parks under name Six Flags Worlds of Adventure. So it's definitely gone through a lot of changes. There was a SeaWorld park. Because I've heard a little bit of a story of this across the lake from it also. Yeah. Two really pretty big amusement parks in that area. That was Garuga Lake and Wildwater Wild Kingdom. Yep. You were absolutely right. Um, and uh, that's another one that is like just fucking creepy as shit, man. Like, and that one, you can actually see stuff coming down. There's video of like the roller coasters being torn down and stuff. So that one's kind of fun to watch the videos of. And then the one that is absolutely the most famous abandoned amusement park that we'll end on, which is perfect since we're running out of time, is Six Flags New Orleans, the park that we opened with. And that one's kind of a heartbreaker, man. It first opened as Jazzland in 2000. Um, you know, it ended up being bought by Six Flags um, 2002. And, you know, because they were they were going bankrupt. And it was apparently a really good park. Like, people loved it. It did really good. And then Katrina came in and fucked that park up, man. Just put it completely underwater. It was underwater for a long period of time. And uh, that is the probably most famous one because it is a full-size theme park that is still just sitting there. So urban explorers are constantly breaking in. And then it's because it's so, like, expansive, though, Regular news stations keep doing like that's a news report that we started the the you know the podcast with, and that they got a permission to go there. But even then, you could see that guy was actually doing the same thing, where he's kind of like, "Oh, can I walk up the coaster? I'll walk up this weird coaster," you know. And it's like that one. There's so much video of it's kind of crazy, man. Um, that's the one I would say if you really want to enjoy looking at like abandoned amusement park videos, that's a really good one. That's a really really good one. Um, and the last thing I'll close with is we do like to talk about some you know other things Stephen king since we talked about the joyland amusement park that was closed ironically Stephen king put out a book called joyland and it's part it, it's not his typical book because it's part of hard case crime novels 
where Stephen King did a couple, a lot of famous authors will write books for this, this publisher. And they're all meant to be like old, like Mickey Spillane detective novel type stories. Okay. So if your story isn't really like that type of detective story, they won't take it. But what they do is they get these really great authors that do their own spins on it. So Joyland is all about a kid who's like 18 getting ready to go to his first year in college and he leaves and he goes to an, a, a local park, which is extremely like Wildwood. That's the best way I can describe it. And it's called Joyland. And there is absolutely a murder mystery where somebody was supposedly killed on in the funhouse, And that becomes a central story that he's focused on. But what it really focuses on the most is the day-to-day -day of working an amusement park like a local seasonal amusement park because it is a seaside amusement park, very much like Wildwood. So in the winter, it shuts down. In the summer, it opens. And it's like kind of cool because like they have their own mascot and he gets picked by the park owner. And it's just one dude that owns the park, one old guy. And he gets picked to wear the fur, which is what yeah. they call the guy that has to be in the mascot. But they make such a point of it's like Stephen King – for a guy who's never worked in an amusement park, he has a pretty good writing and understanding of stuff that's gone in. You can tell he did some investigation into like what it's like to work at him because when he talks about it, they talk about like he gets dehydrated. He doesn't, pro they tell him right off the bat, they're like, if you do not drink a lot of water in between, you are going to die. You know, like you're going to die. And at one point, he stops doing it like an idiot and completely passes out. You know, <laughs> it's like, but it's so cool because. You're getting, and there's of course a little supernatural twinge that he adds to it because it's fucking Stephen King, you know. But it is a very quick read, and if you love amusement parks, I can't recommend it enough. And it's funny because I had this book for so freaking long, and I didn't finally read it until this past summer. And I'm like, I I knocked it out in like a day, and I'm like, like literally like an hour and a half. And I'm like, why did I wait so long? It's fantastic, and it's completely like made for people that work at theme parks. Like it's meant for us, you know. So pretty badass, but um, yeah, I've definitely recommended Joyland by Stephen King. And with that, boys, we're out of time. <laughs> These things just hit. We hit the hour and a half mark so damn fast. Yeah, time flies. All right. Well, thanks everybody that joined us. Uh, our buddy, our buddy uh, uh, Spanky's posted a bunch of stuff in the comments. So Spank will read all that when we uh, when we get out of here. And we appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, that joined us live on Facebook Live. Thanks, everybody, that listens to us on the audio. With that, I will shut it down. And my name is Steve Hicks. And my co-hosts are... Scott Loudon. And Chris and Peluso. Buddy. And, <laughs> and Chris Peluso. And fucking Peluso. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Make it a great day, guys. We'll see you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.